Wow. So right now you are doing everything with Blender Beam? Yeah, everything. Oh my God. Oh my God, man. This is huge. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> well done. Okay. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Beam Voice. Today, I have the pleasure to talk to Lloyd Busio, or how you know him, actually. Most of you will know him as an IFC architect, if I'm correct. That's right. Yeah. Welcome, Lloyd. I'm very happy to have you here. Thank you for having me, Fitcher. Thank you so much. I'm very excited. <laughs> me too. And I'll tell you why. The most important reason here is because actually the content you do, I think is everything, everyone following Beam Voice was dreaming for me to make it, you know? And that's why I'm very, very grateful for you, man, because I, I never got the time to learn myself uh, to use Blender and Blender Beam to such advanced degree and to do that. Because in a corner of my mind, I had that ambition, but I just never uh, got the time to do it. I always had other stuff on, on my plate. And I'm very, very grateful for you for doing this because this is amazing. This is hugely amazing and important for the community. And I'm very, very happy that now even me, I can go to some tutorials and learn how to do some stuff. Like the content you do, it's crazy good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Your content is crazy good. And honestly, when like when I started, I thought there were three people who would probably create tutorials and you were one of them. It's you. It's Demeter from UH Studio Academy. And then there's another guy named Aaron Dale. I thought these are the three people who know what's happening and are going to make tutorials. Yeah. yeah, I understand. I understand. No, but that's perfect. You know, the kind of content I will make quite soon is more directed towards how actually to check information, how to make requirements and so on. I'm, I'm, because it's easier, because this is what I use at work, you know, it's much easier for me to do something that I need to learn for work as well, right? And it's more difficult to find time just especially for something that I will not give, uh, I will not use at work in the near future, you know? It's, it's also very little motivating to do that just for the sake of making some tutorials. So for me, usually how I make content, I make content that I'm very keen and motivated to learn myself about. And this is not that I was not interested to learn how to use much better Blender Beam and so on, but it was just not, not a good fit with the curiosity, work need and the time, you know, that's it. And uh, when we talk about that, so I will make right now my focus, it's when it comes to Open Beam, it's a lot on uh, ideas. So I will have quite a lot of uh, content in the future about ideas and IFC OpenShell in general and so on. So I'll leave Blender Beam and everything you do to you. <laughs> yeah, okay. So we already went too deep into this. Let's dial back a bit and uh, tell us who you are and let's scale from there then. I'm Lloyd Bassier. I'm the IFC architect, as people would know. Um, I'm a registered professional architect in South Africa. Um, I operate out of Johannesburg and I've been using Blenderbim since it existed, basically from 2019 when Dion had this proof of concept and I was like, this looks amazing. And yeah, it kind of evolved from there. Yeah. I don't know what, what more information uh, we need for this context, but yeah, I, I've just been using that. And then I've eventually gone to the OS Arc community. And along the way, I found your channel because I needed to understand them if I wanted to use it properly. Because I find even though I've been using like Revit for a long time, I didn't really understand them, you know. So I found your channel and I found the concepts were much more accessible. 
and you know like i know sorry you, you said we, we've gone too far into it already but i find that like i design i made the channel so to be like a starting point because a lot of the stuff overlaps with what you're talking about but if somebody really wants to understand what's happening they can go to bim voice and oh there's the explanation you know i don't have to make that yeah that that's cool that's very cool i don't remember I don't talk too much on the forums. I'm most of the time uh, in the chat, in the live chat in uh, in OSR, uh, but not in the forums. So I don't know if you were active on in the forums already, or you just started out of the blue, just making videos and uh, pu publish them on uh, YouTube. How was this uh... transition? So when the forum was like created, I I was like. Um... So I'm the opposite of you, basically. I spend most of my time on the forums and I don't sit on the chat at all. Because I don't know if you know much about South Africa. We have like load shedding and there's outages and stuff. So having like a constant feedback is not, it's it doesn't work very well. And like even right now, my laptop is not connecting to the internet. So it's like causing another issue. <laughs> But um, so I can't really rely on that. So I prefer like sending a message and then uh, receiving one later. And in our own time basically so i'm on the forum every single day i check everything like there's not a single message on the forum i haven't read even if i'm not interested in it so <laughs> like i'm just like if somebody has some sort of insight i can get it there but yeah i've been like on the forum since it started but i only joined in like 2021 i think and then i was a little bit active mainly on the the blender bim side so there's so much stuff happening on osoc obviously um but anything blender bim And anything like drawing related, I was on that. Um, and there's probably like two other people who, no, there's quite a few now. But then it was like uh, Theory Shaw, uh, Ryan Schultz from Opening Design, and then um, Cohen. I don't know Cohen's surname, but if you're on the OSOC chat, you can see him. They they really understand. They know how to use these things. And then Bruno Perdigal, I think his uh, surname is. Those three people are probably like. They're so on top of things. It's crazy. Like I see if there's a message from them, it's gold because I can use that information later. I joined like 2021. And then I think last year after the drawing, so Blender BIM is broken into like different modules. After the drawing module was like refurbished, I realized, oh, I could use this for like proper council submissions and construction drawing. On the scale of draw on the scale of work I'm working on right now, which is like small residential houses, basically. Um, I was like, okay, I don't need to use Revit. I'm quite happy to walk away from Revit and AutoCAD. I thoroughly dislike both of those programs. And unfortunately, they're the standard, but I'm not coordinating with anyone. My projects are so small, I'm the only one who has to look at the working drawings. So I can experiment, but actually, you know, create, produce like working drawings. And I started to do that. And it's, I haven't touched Revit or AutoCAD since October last year. Wow. So right now you are doing everything with Blender View? Yeah, everything. Oh my God. Oh my God, man. This is huge. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> well done. Okay. Now it makes more sense uh, when I'm thinking back to the videos you made. It makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Well done. Don't you miss like I see I never try to make a drawing uh, with Blender Beam. To what degree do you have control when you make them? Because can you format them in A4 or A3 or A1, A0? It's not difficult to do that? Not difficult at all. No. Because... Your output is an SVG, right? Like when you print out. So even if Blender BIM doesn't know how to format it, which it does now, I used Inkscape to like fix everything up. I'm not saying it was an easy process in the beginning. It's so much easier now. Like it's actually insane how much easier it is. 
but I used just whatever tools I needed, most of them all open source, and I got the results out because in South Africa, we don't have like, when we submit to a council, we don't have to submit 3D models. We don't have to submit a lot of stuff. You know, it's all paper basically. And even if it's an online submission, it's a PDF. So there's no like metadata attached to that submission. It's, it's something you could literally draw by hand if you wanted to. So I had a very low bar, especially for like small residential projects. But I've, I've started, I've been using, like I said, I've been using it since October last year, like for my professional work. And since then I've used it on, I'm using it on four projects, four residential projects and two, three, four different site development projects, like large scale residential projects. That's where I'm like meeting the edges of what's possible, but still it's, I don't need like nothing I wouldn't have to deal with in AutoCAD or Revit. Wow. Wow. Do you hear that? Do you hear that other architects? Do you hear that? It is possible. Just give it a try. How much time would you say that an architect, uh, like let's say uh, other architects that do the, the same kind of projects, not more complex or something like that with more people involved because then there are other um, uh, issues, right? But for this kind of like small projects, how much time would an architect need to watch your YouTube channel, learn how you do, or maybe even uh, buy your course? I don't know if you edit that course because it was, I wanted to buy that day, but I don't have time to go to six hours or what, how long it was. Make it short and I'll be the first one who buys it. Make it shorter, make it one hour or two hours and I'll buy it. <laughs> six hours, I like, it's just to spread. <laughs> how much time would you say that somebody will need to grasp the basics and uh, to start using it? So if you already use like a 3D, like if you already know how to use Revit or Archicad, Blender, so there's Blender and then there's Blender Bump, right? So you have to know both of those things a little bit. You need to know Blender a little bit. Um, Blender, like you can be comfortable with it in an afternoon if you ask me. Like for me, it took me a month to fully understand Blender because I feel like the, the, uh, the way of thinking is just so similar compared to other programs. Whereas like Revit, it took me a long time to figure out like the ins, ins and outs of Revit. But I think after a month of Blender, it was sorted. And I was using it properly on the first day I used it. You know, it's not like there was no barrier. There was no errors popping up in front of me telling me I can't do something, you know? So it was quite fun because you can like explore, you know, as opposed to other programs. I'm thinking also that might also be a, a limitation or, or a risk if you don't see these messages, right? Uh, I'm not talking about crashing errors. I'm talking about uh, like some, uh, maybe there are some things that are defined that the, some kind of elements are not possible to be in another way, right? So in Blender, you can do it even wrong, right? So it's a bit from that point of view, it is a challenge maybe, right? Uh, and still, I don't know if this will ever be possible. I don't know. Maybe it will to have that interaction or that way, interactive way between drawings and the model. To be able to because right now the drawings are just some snapshots right some some views taken from the model right they are not like you cannot edit the drawing and the modifications will uh, reflect in the model like you do in revit right you cannot do that in blender with blender beam well you can't but i don't know like when you now in blender since the most recent like upgrade iteration since the last stable update, right? Um, there's kind of like a drawing preview when you when you cut when you cut a plan. So when you look at it in the model in the plan, it kind of shows you what it's going to look like, kind of like as close as AutoCAD. So you can edit the model from the 2D from the plan view, and that's kind of how I do it most of the time. 
it's in 3D, but we're looking from the plan from the from the camera view. I don't know. Like it's for me, it's there's more of an interaction because I'm not going. I don't know. I'm not going to separate kind of spaces to see what the 2D looks like versus the 3D. When I'm in the 2D, I can just drag the mouse and it'll shift to the 3D. And for me, there's more of an interaction there. Okay. So you don't feel that there is a, any limitation regarding this. You feel that the drawings are not just some dead documentation that you cannot interact with and you cannot use it. Like you feel that there is something uh, in there. There's, yeah, there's a connection for sure. Maybe not to the extent of Vivid or Archicad. I think there is like a deliberate kind of, you can separate them if you want to. Um, and there's control in that. I think there's lots of control in that. If you don't want something to show that's in the 3D model, Blender Boom is like, yeah, I'm happy to do that. But it's, I think they're, they're quite connected and it's very flexible. For me, it's it's incredibly flexible. There's, there's obviously, it's not as efficient. Like this program is 2019, right? That's four years, but honestly, it's only really been at this kind of level since last year, but it immediately took off. Like it's the rate of change is insane. So it, it seems to me like you got, you're not going to be able to do as much, not because you can't do it, but because it's not as efficient to get to that result. So I'm going to use Revit as the example all the time, because that's just what I, the world I was in, but in Revit, it's kind of, it knows it, it really has an idea in mind Revit of what you want. And that's kind of the limitation of Revit. So you have to work very hard if your idea doesn't match that predefined version of a plan or of a wall or any of that. Whereas Blender BIM is more of, okay, we're going to start kind of from scratch and we're going to load things in as you need them. You can create standards, you can create templates, but I'm not going to assume that you want anything. I'm going to assume that what you want is a 3D model, which is an IFC, which is going to be validated. And I'm going to assume you want some sort of 2D documentation with that. That's kind of as broad as it goes. That's just from my experience. It's not like a technical. <laughs> no, it makes sense. And to be honest, I'm not interested at all in the drawings part. I know still, I know that this is still relevant in most places, but in Norway, this is not uh, like starts to not be a requirement anymore on projects and is just the model, right? And for that purpose, then it's even better. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Revit is quite good exactly for this to make documentation, right? But Blender Beam might, might be even better for making documentation, putting the documentation, the information, the metadata in the IFC. But at the same time, I had this chat with Dion many times on this, and there are still the most of the places around the world still need drawings. And that's why uh, there is this freelancer helping uh, the project and he's working, focusing. That's why you have, have seen these improvements on the drawings module, because the focus is on, on that. Yeah, I, I know the freelancer. I don't know if, if it's a woman or a man, but um, their work is awesome. They are so responsive and... It's so fun. I don't, I don't know. It's fun. In the chat or, or on the for, in forums? Not even on the forums. Well, they are on the forum, but more on the GitHub page. Okay, so interact. You make some requests there. You file some bugs there and you, you, have, uh, you communicate through that, through issues? Yeah, like instant conversation and then, yeah, no, the, the, it's amazing. And to your point that we still need 2D drawings, yeah, I'd, I'd seriously think like it's a concept, but the whole of the internet is kind of like North bias, Europe, English speaking bias. And anywhere that you're not there, you're going to realize people would rather have a pen and paper than Revit because they need it. That's how they communicate. 
like when I go to sites, even though I can give, it would literally cost me less to buy an iPad for every project and give that to the contractor. They're like, no, I need an A1, A0 drawing of what this is going to look like. So I can sketch on it when your design doesn't work. And then I'm going to talk to you and this is how we're going to think, you know? So it's kind of like, I feel like Norway, especially and the whole Scandinavia, but certain countries as well are like so far in the future that it's not even applicable to how I work right now where I can't even like, there's no use for me. I need 2D drawings, but it's nice. IFC is nice because I know eventually we're going to get there. So if I work in a format that is going to be future-proofed in a way, then, and not a Revit file where some of my Revit files from like three years ago, I can't open because of something like, I don't know why, then it's, it just, it future-proofs my whole course of action, which is like one of the reasons I really fell really hard into Blender because I saw the future and I was like, it's still applicable for me, you know? Exactly. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, this, exactly this right here, right? You just have a free software that you you will always be, uh, you have the the possibility to open your models in it without altering anything. It's, and it's, it's still not even uh, official yet, right? So it's still uh, 0.9 or what it is. It's pre-alpha. It's, it's not even, it's 0.0xx. There isn't even a first edition number. We're doing it by date. So, like, yeah, and Dion is phenomenal. I like. Let me put that in there. Yes, 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 of course. Dion is doing a monumental job, of course. Absolutely. And Thomas, Thomas as well. <laughs> Thomas, amazing for building the platform that everything's standing on right now. I mean, yeah, I admire them so much. There are also also some other contributors later. Uh, the number of contributors having has increased. Yasin is also contributing a lot. Vukas, Vukas is also contributing, and yeah, the number of contributors has increased. And uh, but the most important, I think, is uh, like Dion, uh, Thomas. They they are constantly and the freelancer. I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. I don't know his or her name, but uh, he's he's working like fifty percent, like something like uh, like twenty hours a week or something like that, which is very very impressive. And uh, I'm really looking for what is going to happen during this year. I think we'll continue to see uh, an accelerated growth. Yeah. So I, I like I started using this in October last year, right? And then I started using it and using it and using it. And then I submitted to my local council and that drawing got approved. So as far as I'm concerned, there's no there's no difference, you know, for people. So I kept going and then I decided I needed some sort of way to kind of get other people to use this because if i want people to kind of adopt it they need to know how to use it and it needs to be quick like they need to like you said how long can somebody to get into it i think if you have a week of blender boom blender and blender boom you can start doing small projects in blender boom and like to a level that can be submitted to council maybe not construction level but for drawing wise I do not know the requirements for a 3D model because I haven't dealt with that in my world, but I'm sure I can I can find out with international building code and all that. But it's, yeah, five days, I think is more than enough time to learn this from anybody who has previous experience and is a professional in, not just architects, um, like engineers, planners, any kind of engineer. I honestly think I've seen the programs that the engineers use and Revit is not suited to them, if you ask me. It is, especially for civil engineering, Revit is not, does not, it doesn't, you know? So it just, it makes no sense. I think this is just a much more reasonable direction to go. But yeah, I did the, I started the channel 
and then a little while ago sorry i did mention the course but i'm still building it there's i did that six hour course that was just for local architects because i wanted to see how many people would be interested in a free and open source thing because like a revit license even which is just one part of like such a process is the cost of like a fully employed architect in south africa um, for a year nearly you know so it's kind of like well do i need another employee or do i want a piece of software that one person can use because then if one person it's it, it just stacks it makes no sense but we're being told this is the way to standardize and you know it is the standard it has been for a while but it just it doesn't make sense for our environment and um yeah, it's, I wanted to create a course so people could feel it was legitimate. So we got accreditation. I worked with an incredible person who, who bought into the vision as soon as I kind of explained it to them. Um, her name is uh, Angela. She works for a company called CPD Central, which handles our like local uh, development accreditation um, in my region. Yeah, but she bought into it. She like, Lloyd, this is, this is incredible. And I'm, <laughs> and the most common question I get is, so why don't more people use this? And I'm like, because it's very new. Uh, it's, it's like very, very new and people don't know how to use it. I would add to that that I think many people think it's too good to be true. Absolutely. Um, and I thought if I had a course where I'm available to answer their questions, that would kind of pull the pull it down, you know, and that they can start implementing instead of waiting. I find, Thank you so much for your your opinion of my videos. But I find that a lot of people still don't grasp the basic concepts. When I'm talking to people afterwards, I try to answer every single question. Obviously, that's going to be impossible at a certain point. But when I'm talking to people, there's something very basic that doesn't align in their head when it comes to not even how it's working, but there's always a step that messes them up. And maybe that's what you're saying, like, because there's no warning sign or there's no error message that pops up, you can, you can continue well after you've made the issue. And I've done that so much. But... That's just the process, you know, that's, it's different. It's more like SketchUp and AutoCAD than it is like Revit or ArchiCAD or even Rhino. I'm thinking, you know, I think that maybe a combination of, um, even if you don't use the model by itself, but you, you model your building, right? Or uh, your project, it would be cool to check it, to check it, uh, not necessarily for clash control, but for quality of the building, right? using an IFC, like you can, of course, do, do it even with Blender, right? But maybe with another tool where you can, I don't know, set a check, a set of uh, parameters or something. Or maybe you can actually, we can think about, this is something, uh, just an idea we just part right now in my brain. Maybe it's possible actually to make a Python script or something, which can check some, some of this stuff uh, that, uh, I don't know, uh, if you have... Uh, uh, your walls uh, as thick as they are supposed to be for the like maybe use an ideas to check that uh, i don't know <laughs> something like that but ideas does not check clash control maybe you would actually need to do also clash control even if you don't have other disciplines although you definitely have you have mep but uh, you can have a clash control and see if uh, you have modeled all the mo uh, walls correctly if they don't connect in a wrong way right if they don't overlap or something like that there are things like that maybe could be done, but you did not think about that because you become so expert, you know, that's the thing. But uh, beginners, beginners stuck there, you know, and if, if they do an error and they build on top of that, then you don't find the answer. Like it's much more difficult and it's much easier to give up when you are not sure what you are doing, right? Where is the, where is the issue here? How can we prevent, how can we help actually 
hold the hand for the beginners a bit better. So it's easier to avoid doing serious mistakes, let's say. Yeah, it's it's a big question. It's obviously like a threshold that we need to pass for the software to actually be adopted on a large scale. But I still think it's kind of fine how it is <laughs> because it's not to say these kind of issues don't exist in AutoCAD or Revit. No, AutoCAD is the same, sorry. AutoCAD is the same, right? Because the, you can do everything you want. That's a blessing and a curse in the same time, right? That's that's the difference with Blender and the Archicad. Like you are limited and that's a good thing in a way, right? But at the same time, you cannot be creative or you have other limitations. Like it's difficult to find what is actually best, you know? Yeah, it, it depends on the person, but sometimes it depends on the company. But I think even with Revit, like you can say we have those limitations, but we, I, like a big part of my job was finding out how to break those limitations <laughs> because it, that was like the what I spent. I want to do this roof that is like this strange shape and I need to document it properly. And most of the time it ended up being I built it in Rhino or SketchUp and then I brought it into Revit as a reference and then documented it in Revit. But it's, and, and you know, all those errors and messages like ignore, 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 ignore. That's that's kind of the same problem, except there's no error in Blenderbill. You know what I mean? Like we're still, this file is still getting corrupted. It's probably a big reason why I can't open some of my older files, but <laughs> you know, like it's agrees with us and doesn't stop us from doing things. Otherwise pencil is gonna still reign supreme, at least on my side of the world for now. <laughs> pencil, what is pencil? Like you mean the physical pencil? A physical pencil, yeah. I mean, people drawing and and uh, drafting, like that's kind of, that's our go-to. The fact that uh, the Revit license is so expensive, like uh, as employing an architect or an engineer for one, one year, which is quite crazy, would make uh, like Blender Beam a better candidate in, in countries where this is a real issue. This is not the case here. In Norway, in Western Europe, nobody thinks about that. They just uh, buy Revit. They, everyone buys the best tools, what the best trainers and everything, right? Uh, they don't think about this. But this is, uh, let's not forget that uh, most of this world, it's actually doesn't have these living standards, right? Norway, it's a small country. Almost everyone has a Tesla. So <laughs> that's not the standard, you know? It won't be a problem for anyone to uh, buy a Revit license. Uh, but the problem is... Although still there are some cases for uh, Blender Beam here as well because of the modeling, right? And the uh, IFC schema emulation, uh, which is not matched by any other platforms. And it's still some use case, but from a point of view of drawings and so on. And But the combination between, because you have free AutoCAD alternatives, right? But that's not the point here. It's point is the point is to have like alternatives to something like Revit that you can model and then you can extract drawings as well, right? And uh, this makes it a very very use case and very interesting case for um, many countries in the world, let's say. And uh, yeah, that's an interesting uh, point to make, I think. Yeah, I no, it's it's a it's kind of the it's nearly the most valid point for me <laughs> because exactly and like you said about. Uh, I forgot the name of the lady who was uh, who asked you why not everyone is doing this. Yeah, Angela. Yeah, Angela. Yeah, like she said, why not everyone is doing this? I think uh, it will gain more traction and more traction. I still think there are also places where people are using Revit without a license. There are still there are definitely these kind of cases. I don't know how much Revit or Autodesk crash downs uh, down on this, but at the same time. To have a real alternative to make your projects, to model and uh, make documentation without needing 
to pay anything, that would be a huge release for uh, for many companies around the world. And uh, yeah, what can I say? Like, I think it's very difficult when you don't see this light at the end of the tunnel. But when you have cases like you, that's why your YouTube channel is growing. It's exploding. Soon you will take me. You will overtake me, definitely. Because people, you are doing practical things that people need. And this will definitely happen. People, uh, more people will learn and try to replicate that in their work. And that's very, very good. I'm very happy for that. At the same time, the features uh, and the Blender Beam itself, it will only improve, right? Yeah. And more supporters will come. Because people, uh, if they don't need to stress about the license, they will afford to make a donation or something like that, right? And at the same time, there is also Ryan Schultz, like you said, and other people using it, but there are not so many materials out there. And th this is exactly what, you, what you're doing. Uh, like you said, that you waited for me, him, and other guys. What you are doing is exactly what everyone needed, actually, to use it practically. Because this is how uh, things change. Because you are in a corner, you don't have an option, you make a breakthrough, and then you share it with the world, right? And then, like, people cannot say that, this is just theoretically, right? No, nobody can say that because you are doing that at work. Like if you do that, I have no doubt that people in India can do the same or Pakistan or Iran or uh, in many other places, right? So there, there are no excuses anymore and they have free videos for that. And if they want to accelerate their learning, they should buy your course, of course, because that's how it is. You, f you will find like, you find the information spread across like in on a YouTube channel, but at the same time, if you want premium uh, structured information and so on, like you are investing in yourself. It should not be like, it's not like a high ticket course or something that uh, somebody needs to pay $10,000. It's like a affordable course. I don't know what the price is, but I I think it's very affordable. I don't think you, you are selling high ticket courses. And if people want to accelerate their learning and uh, just think about just uh, not needing to pay a license for Revit, just learning very quickly and uh, doing your work using these tools. And like, this is life-changing. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, it, it has been for me. It has been for me because I wouldn't have been able to start my own firm, work by myself if I had to pay for a Revit license. And I've stopped using, since I've stopped working at other companies, I've stopped using Adobe products as well because I can't afford that either. I stopped using, what else? There's like a few things that, it adds up, it adds up a lot. What, did you replace that with uh, Affinity or Inkscape and other open source tools? Illustrator, I'm using Inkscape now. Photoshop, I use Krita and GIMP, both of them. Krita um, is kind of missing, I don't know if missing or if there's an add-on, like interaction with PDF, which is kind of essential. But GIMP handles that. So I mainly use Krita and then I use GIMP when I need to do more hard kind of stuff. And then instead of InDesign, I use Scribus, which is probably, it's very hard to use, but it, it does the same thing. But there's lots of alternatives. Like, and even Affinity, like, you know, there's there's so many. Like, if you want something that looks exactly like Photoshop, there's an online thing called Photopia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You find websites. Yeah, yeah. I have also Affinity, but I never use it. I use Canva, to be honest, but you cannot use Canva, but it's for uh, like social media stuff mostly. I cannot make doing to make drawings or something. But Affinity, I think, is like what I like about it. I, I'm making free marketing here right now, but it, maybe somebody can use it, right? Because it's like a, a Photoshop, like Adobe Suite, which is much more affordable and it has a fixed one-time fee. 
and uh, like you paid once and you you use it forever right and uh, it, it makes sense you get the same you will need to invest some time of course to learn uh, how to use them but it's not like rocket science it's not more complicated than photoshop and other tools right so no and if you really know photoshop it's so easy to switch over to these alternatives it's so easy yeah yeah and now tell me something actually you went through this you had this breakthrough like do you ever see yourself going back to revit no never do you see situations where you might need to do that if i am coordinating with like a consortium on a really big project i'm going to convince everybody to use blender bim i'll be honest or i'm going to say give me ifc files and i'll do my work and you do your work you know because the coordination with revit is bad if you ask me as it is so ugh, especially in south africa like the i've never coordinated properly on a project i know I, i know i haven't reached that goal of what it should be you know um it's often just here's my file you figure it out here's my file it's not we're not doing things well it's some people are but i've never had that experience so for the most part i would try and convince people to use ifc that's the one brilliant thing about ifc i can say this is an international standard give me an ifc file i will use that um and i will contribute geometry to that and we can annotate and document separately so it's i think yeah i don't, I don't see myself but if i had to say if it had to be if i were jumping into like a very large project within the next year i'd probably still have to use a bit of revit in combination but uh, i guess uh, you would ask the client to provide you with a license or something yeah i would hook it on to the price definitely definitely which makes it you know they'd be like why would we do that no everybody should use but yeah it's interesting okay yeah please go ahead yeah, if you want to work on to something uh, it's just that um i find that it's kind of like we're kind of being we've been told in the aco industry that you need to head towards bim and that's kind of like what everybody's kind of been told for the last 10 years at least in my mind and a lot of firms especially one man bands and small firms they still use like autocad because they're like i can do everything in autocad i don't need this my engineer uses autocad because they don't care for revit and when they're doing engineering stuff they're not using revit they're using engineering programs they're using tecla they're using something else you know so it doesn't coordinate anyway so for me it's like what i'm really trying to capture or whatever is people who want to make that jump but it's such a huge jump like cost time and then it doesn't work as well as it used to um and i'd say here's an alternative it costs you nothing you just got to figure out how to use it and it's an international standard and that kind of rings in people's heads and i'm like you can open this file in revit it's not going to be perfect but the geometry is going to be there you know revit might think the wall is a roof or whatever and same for archicad but the point is you can change it and um it's uh, yeah i don't know i see a huge market for people who are in the same position as me and they need some way to go they want a 3d modeler they want to use all those tools like you can say like i don't use most of the the clashing software or any of that part but i do use like the cost calculations quantities i pull quantities out of the model which you can't do easily with a 2d revit drawing with a 2d um, autocad drawing you can do it in revit but i've never gotten i've never been proficient enough to get the right things out of it you know what i'm saying so in blenderbim it's super easy i can get an area for a window and i can get a calculation that i've got and i can just hook it to an ods file which i already got everything sorted out instead of having to sit with schedules and figure out what's happening you know it's it's very straightforward and i've used it in like four projects now just to do base costing 
I'm not a quantity surveyor, so I won't like claim that. But I think even for quantity surveyors, this is super useful. Super useful. Like, Yasin is using uh, quite a lot uh, this for uh, quantities, and uh, I, I did not use it, but it's definitely something very important for a lot of people. You you mentioned also Tecla. Would you say that uh, Blender Beam could become also an alternative for Tecla? For sure, eventually. Not right now, <laughs> but for sure. What would you say that is the um, challenge? Why is uh, Blender most uh, or best for uh, architects for now? I think because, to be honest, it's architect-led. Like, Dion is an architect, you know? So it's even though he's very technical and he's ugh, he's brilliant, but he's definitely got he, his vision is through the lenses of an architect. And if you yeah. want it to get further, we need engineers, we need civil structural MEP people to come in because there are even people asking me for MEP uh, tutorials, and like I will do it, but I'm an architect, you know. I even to do it properly in the in a not pre-alpha software is going to take me a little bit of time. And I want to convey it to you in a way that you could do it in an afternoon, you know, and you don't have to know anything else. There, there's a few people who are constantly saying, please do MEPs, please do plumbing, please do electrical, please, 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 you know, and it's like, I'm, I, honestly, so I've started With your understanding of it, you should do it. Like, people will have something to start with because that's the problem. They, they are not interested in making the walls, right? They will understand then how to do more advanced stuff that you don't understand or you don't need to understand, but they don't need, they don't know how to get there, you know? Yes, yeah. No, exactly. But yeah, I, I want to give like a format for how to get to step one. That's kind of the whole purpose of the channel. Um, and then when they have more complicated questions, they can go to BIM Voice. If they have design decisions, they can go to UH Studio. If they have very technical problems i always direct them to the osr community because i'm like there's a hundred other people here who know what they're talking about um i'm just one guy it's fun to be part of a community that cares about this and it's exciting let's uh, run this up with something practical let's say that there are architects that are watching this uh, or listening to this talk right now and they got inspired and they say okay i will do it i want to do this if this guy can do it and he is also making everything, the tutorials and everything, I want to do it. What are the steps that he or she should follow to get this done quick as possible? Do you have prepared a playlist in your uh, on your channel that do this list to go through or uh, the course or maybe the basic Blender stuff you don't have, maybe? I don't have blend. I don't have basic blender stuff just because there's so much out there. Yeah, it's it's a lot. So you don't need actually. I myself watch some tutorials like learn blender in 20 minutes, and you learn the basic stuff. You don't need more than that to start with. That's everything you need actually. Yes, that's all you need. That's all you need. So I do have a playlist of the. It's called Blender Bam 101. It's got most of my videos in there without some of the others. I think probably the easiest way to get started. I've got five videos that are. They're in the playlist, they're in order, but it's like modeling, 2D drawings, sections, elevations, details, and layout. That's probably the only thing you really need to get going. And the the problem with the YouTube channel is that it's done sequentially. So when there's an update, I kind of need to, it doesn't, some things are not anymore, but the understanding you got from that, like how it works, is still there. It's just sometimes easier to do now. And people are saying, people, yeah, it's, but yeah, so that, that there's five videos, 
the first one starts with modeling in 20 minutes. If you start there, that's probably the easiest kind of process. But if you want something, because I also enjoy getting like an output out of this thing. It's my most popular video, but um, a plan in 20 minutes. And I've got an update for that, which it's just kind of like you can start. You don't need to know anything. And in 20 minutes, you will have a, an SVG of a plan. So I think that kind of gets people excited because they go, oh, wow. It's, yeah, it's very fast. So those are the two things. But when I do this course, which I'm busy doing right now, that will probably be the easiest thing to get going. <laughs> What do you mean that you are doing it right now? Don't you have it recorded already? Are you editing it or are you re-recording it? I'm editing it and I'm re-recording some portions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So to make it more compact and uh, yeah, on point. Like you said, six hours. It's a bit of a pull to swallow. It's a whole working day. Yes, yes, yes. Especially if it's like an workshop, right? And yeah, it needs to be a bit... There are courses on like 30 hours, right? But I don't think it needs to be so long. Uh, and uh, you said that during the workshop, you had definitely a lot of questions and answering or something like that, right? That, you don't need to have that, right? You need to be on point. Ah, very cool. Let me know when uh, you have it uh, ready. Did you think how will you sell that? Uh, will you sell it? Which platform will you have it on? How will people be able to to buy it if they will be interested? Yeah, so the information will be free. So I'm going to probably tackle all of that information in the YouTube channel and elsewhere. But it just won't be in this format. But once I've edited everything, I'm going to put it on everything. It's going to be on Skillshare, Udemy. It's going to be on as many platforms as I can find. Just so that anybody can find it whenever they, whenever they prefer to do it. And it's going to be very cheap. It's going to be like, because I want it to be cheap for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like if I had to take this course, I don't want it to be like a burden. Yeah. Like how much did you say? It's okay to say how much? Probably somewhere between, sorry, I don't know in euros, but like probably a hundred rand. <laughs> so it's, I don't know, that's, that's like 10 euros. I don't know. Maybe it's probably less. I think it's less. 10 euros? Are you kidding me? Is, it, is that a joke? Is that bad? I just I don't want I don't want it to be behind a big ass paywall is all. I understand, I understand, but I think everyone who can use who can spare using a Revit license who should be have no problem to pay fifty dollars or something like that at least or a hundred dollars. Just my my opinion. But if you said ten euros, if that's the price you're thinking, ten euros it's uh, like what? It's ten euros. I I cannot even buy a beer here in Norway. Can you not? No. Not at the bar. I understand. I understand yeah. the making it available for everyone. But like you said, the information is going to be free everywhere, anywhere. It's just like for people like you who want it in a package where I, I know this is, I don't have to go anywhere else. This is the only place I need to be. I'll have a disclaimer, which is like, if you want everything, it's all available. But if you want it in, like at the end of today, you, you know what's, what's happening. This is the only place you need to be. It'll cost you close to nothing. That's kind of the goal. Yeah, yeah, man. You don't need to apologize. You are doing an amazing job. You are a trailblazer with this. You are putting a lot of hours into doing everything available and to making this course, into editing. Like, it should not be a problem. Like, this is a choice, right? I like to buy a lot of courses. And some of the courses I buy are not, like, say, life-changing. Some of them are very good. Some of them not so much. But at the same time, No matter how bad they are, I still learn something. And investing in myself is the best thing I can do. Uh, I, I'm always thinking like, is the best thing that I can do? And it's a trade, right? 
I have two choices. One is to try to learn myself and waste weeks or pay $100, $200 and learn in one week or in a few days. It's a choice. You either have money, you either have time. No matter where you live, you have this trade, you have this option, right? And if you want to uh, reach quicker your goals, I will definitely buy courses. I will always buy courses because it's normal. Like, like it's not that you robbed this course. You created yourself. Like you worked. You worked like exactly like you are working in your job, right? Like it's, it's just normal that you should be compensated for that. Like Yeah, 100%. You are empowering people using some free tools. You should not be apologetic about that and you should not feel guilty at all uh, for uh, having a, a decent price. For you as well, not for uh, just for everyone, since uh, the information is going to be free for, for everyone anyway. Just a, a bit of a rant, but um, and this is telling you something. Someone did not earn one cro uh, $1 <laughs> with, with his YouTube channel in the last three years. But the mindset, this is the mindset. Uh, this should be like, this is how I see this exchange of knowledge and training. Like if I want to work to a Solibri course or through a Revit course or to a Tecla course, you don't want to know how much those courses cost. They're lots, yeah. <laughs> they're a lot. You don't, you don't want. But they're not worth it for me. You know what I mean? Because it's too much money. It's just too much money. I definitely understand. I definitely understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, of course, like you said, it's important to be available, uh, to be uh, reachable for everyone. And like, but again, as long as you have that information for everyone available, nobody can say anything like in what kind of world do we live in like why like it's the same like would you go and do drawings and models for a house you see like for somebody you see wants to build a house or something no that's work right <laughs> it's training so it is it is and it's a lot of work it is a lot of work i feel you brother and i know <laughs> i know what it means to to edit videos and so on and yeah but keep doing what you're doing, Petru, because honestly, it's very important because I'm never going to hit this level of detail with what I'm doing. And it's kind of important that people, you provide like a level of understanding for people that they cannot get from tutorial videos. I'm basically telling them what to do and they come here for the how and the why, you know? We complement each other. It's perfect like that, but I will definitely also have some more hands-on tutorials and so on in the future, in the near future, I would say. But I'm also ramping up interviewing because I've been on and off for lately, like I was not. There were more <laughs> different reasons. I recently started a new job and so on, but now I'm, I'm settled myself a little bit and um, I'm uh, getting some help and uh, I'm trying to do to be more serious. To take it more serious and uh, i hope this will be uh, will become even more helpful because exactly how you see like what you are offering what you what you are doing right now which is exactly what everyone needed i see a huge potential with ideas and with other things that are happening bsdd with building smart everything connected to open beam you know this is what i'm passionate about i'm always going to support this and uh, this is my fight that i will always have uh, for open beam not closed beam collaboration is the paramount for me like beam voice is going to push a lot of content starting uh, really soon and um, i hope i'll manage to keep doing that i can't wait i can't wait because while i'm struggling there to record my own videos i'm listening to yours as it happens <laughs> that's cool man that's cool to to know thank you
Thank you very much. Yes. Is there anything else you think uh, we did not cover? Yeah, well, there are many things we did not cover, but something else important. When do you plan to launch your course? Do you have a deadline or a, an estimate or something? I was hoping to do it by June, but I've recently got a lot of real work to get done. So probably mid-June or end of June. That's probably it. But I'll, it will be everywhere and uh, yeah, it's it'll be available and it'll be very cheap. Even in my heart, it's going to be 100 Rand, but <laughs> like, it will be very cheap. I, I just don't like, I, I just don't like inaccessible stuff. And I know to you, it's, it's self-improvement um, and it is. But for me, it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, it's different. It's different. It's not a problem. Like I said, you do what you feel is best. You stick true to yourself. It's the most important thing that you can do. If it's an advice I, I can give you is this. Stick true to yourself. That's the only person that you should stick true to, no matter what. So stick to your principles and uh, do you do you, as you say, as uh, people say, right? I think it would be cool actually to have a quick chat also when you launch it. After you launch it and publish it everywhere, we can have a new uh, chat, a brief uh, recording with screen share and you can show me where it is published or uh, uh, something like that and what the course has and so on. So people know what they can get for it. Perfect. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And also thank you for telling me to like put it up as well though, because it's also it's also good to have other people's opinions on this, especially somebody who's in like a very similar situation. Because yeah, I, I'll probably run out of money one of these days <laughs> because I'm making YouTube videos. But you know, like I still think it's it's worth it though. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for the interview though. And yeah, awesome to meet you. It was yeah. I really appreciate everything you do and yeah. I really appreciate you doing something that I was like everyone was dreaming I would do at some point. So I'm I'm really really happy. I was I could not believe when I was uh, watching these videos and I, uh, this is exactly what I wanted to do and I'm so happy somebody did it because I will do some other stuff which are as important. Absolutely. Yes, I'm looking forward to our uh, future conversations and we'll stay in touch. Perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you.